Hey guys, just want to start off with a couple of housekeeping things. So if you downloaded the last podcast, which was episode four on the David Blaine special, sort of the controversial bullet catch, you may have noticed that the sound kind of cuts out right at the end. Well, it's like slowly fades out. I think it's over the last eight to ten minutes. Just the sound progressively goes away. So I'm really, really sorry about that. When I was exporting the file, I apparently hit fade out sure how I made that mistake and so I've corrected that however I noticed a bunch of people already have downloaded it and listened to it so I'm very very sorry about that if you want to listen to the ending everything's been updated no matter how you get it whether it's google play itunes or the website it's all been updated so I'm really sorry about that please just bear with us with our technical difficulties and um I just work with us we're, we're still a little new to what we're doing, and uh, at times it can be a little bit overwhelming because we're trying to get as much done, and um, for the most part, the main amount of work is being done by Eric and I, and so it's, but it's been a great experience so far, and I really appreciate it, all the people that have come along to help out. This month we're going to have some, we're going to get to feature some different writers, so that's really exciting, and... Today I'm interviewing Ryan Schlutz, which is great. It's really funny. Um, when Eric and I came up with the idea, we started trying to get as much work done ahead of time so that when January 1st came, we could be as ready as possible. So many of the interviews were done months ago just so that we could be prepared. So when we interviewed Ryan Schlutz, he was not a part of the team yet at all. And then it was about a couple weeks before the release that he pitched the idea of doing book reviews with us. So now Ryan is also a part of the Slida team, and once a month he is going to review a book, which makes a lot of sense to have Ryan do that, because we went to his house in order to do the interview, and he has a, a pretty extensive library of books, so... Um, and it's just something he's really passionate about. We actually talk about that in the last... 10 minutes or so of the podcast about um, his thoughts on books and and kind of comparing that to sort of this YouTube generation. I just realized that I have not done my introduction, but I kind of figure that most people listening know how they got here. Like, they intentionally were like, slide it, podcast, let me click on this. I know what I'm getting into. But if you didn't know, this is a slighted podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Nicole. If you're new, thanks for joining us. If you've been listening for a while, we're glad to have you. And we spend um, multiple weeks, besides doing our main interview with a magician, we will also cover topical, have topical discussions. So if you have any requests, please send us an email or message us on Facebook or Instagram. With that being said, let's just dive right on into the interview with Ryan Schlutz. Vocal warm-ups. Me, 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 me. <laughs> you don't get the very subdued uh, morning Schlutz, but I like it though. I'll sound smarter, okay. slower, <laughs> less excitable. <laughs> Did you record? Did you record? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, we're going. This is live. Oh, no, you're fine. You know what? Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming all the way out here for us. To, my, to, my, to my own house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. <laughs> no, to your back porch. You came all the way out to hey, your back porch. Getting out of bed is tough in the morning, so I made it 10 feet. I, was a, I call that a goal. That was. It was It was good. Thanks so much for that. <laughs> no, you don't. It's nice. I like your house. Anyways. Yeah. 
Um, so, you are Florida, born and raised. Yep. Where, where'd you, where were you born? Born in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Okay. Which no one knows where that is, probably. It's on the Panhandle of Florida. Okay. Uh, most people know Pensacola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My next Pensacola. Okay, gotcha. Small town. I was born in General Hospital, actually. Okay. So, yeah. How long did you live there? Uh, probably about six months. Oh, <laughs> My okay. first life. Then, then, then we moved. We, I was a, most people are army brats. I was a Walmart brat. Oh. My dad's a, he's a store manager at Walmart. Okay. So, uh. They, every time they get more stores, every, every time they do well, they move stores. Okay. So I moved to all through Florida, Ocala, Okeechobee, Plantation, <laughs> but we kind of settled in Orlando. So I've been I've been in Orlando since '94. Uh, okay. So how old were you, How old were you when you moved here? How, well, how old were you in your fourth grade? Well, how old that is? Fourth grade is ten. So I was ten years old. I think ten. And I think that I moved right. almost every year. I think I moved nine times, and my tenth, the tenth move was here. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Okay, so then you pretty much like born and raised in Orlando. I would say Orlando's my, I call it my home. Yeah. This course. is where I, but yeah, Florida, I'm definitely Floridian, born and raised. I, I would never leave here. I love it too much. Nice. But Orlando, I, I found, this is actually a winter park we're in now, and this is kind of my, this is where I bought my first house. This is where I'm going to be staying mm-hmm. for a while, so. That's awesome. Yeah. So, how old were you when you started getting into magic? I think it was third grade when I first started. Really? Yeah, I mean... My mom actually showed me my very first trick. It was for like a, a sh- kind of like a show and tell for class. Mm-hmm. So um, it was like show and tell, and basically I had to pull a shoestring like through my neck. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this trick. I, I think if I, I had have. shoes on, I would show you, but <laughs> it's very impromptu. Okay, sir, can I please borrow your shoelace? Yes, <laughs> it goes over well. Let me People take love this it. all the way off my shoe yeah, right now. They love it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did that, and then. Um, I mean, I was, I was, believe it or not, I was a pretty shy person back then. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I would definitely, I'm very not shy today. Yeah. But back then, oh God, you, I was, I used to hold my breath and pass out. That's how shy I was. Really? Oh yeah. Was, For, until what age? I mean, that would be like elementary school. Right? I was usually passed out, so I couldn't remember. But, <laughs> oh. uh, but I guess to, I don't know. I mean, I guess were by you, that time, I was fine. Were you shy in high school? No, I would say I was pretty reserved person until sophomore year of high school. Sophomore year. That's when I think I cut my hair and I became a cool guy, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know. I think I think in school is a funny thing. Like you are, you, everyone's put in the classes, right? Mm-hmm. You got the outsiders. You got your back then it was alternatives, your headbangers, yeah, all these yeah. different classes. You know, cool kids, jocks. So I, I I didn't I don't think I had a home. I was just this I was just Ryan, this odd guy. Really? And yeah. I think it wasn't until maybe I think magic is what really brought it out because I think I was doing magic but never made it like for the forefront mm-hmm. of my life. And it was probably about sophomore year that I started showing everybody. Oh, okay. And I think like every high school has a magician. Yeah. I was, I was that guy. You know what? It's been interesting because I've been interviewing a couple people now and hearing the stories from high school of yeah. like. It, there's this kind of common trend, or not theme, I guess, that I'm hearing of, like, sort of not fitting necessarily into a specific, like, what would the word be? Uh, group? Or yeah, group, yeah. Click? I guess, yeah, click. Click, click the word, yeah. Right, right, And then kind of performing magic, and then that kind of, I mean, did that kind of get... I would assume yeah. that a lot of people want to see it, so it doesn't matter what click you're in, you're going to yeah, want to I see it. Yeah, I mean, high school kids love magic, I think. That's just a yeah. universal truth, I think. Yeah. So... That, I think yeah, I wasn't really in a clique. Cause, I mean, I was I was kind of an odd child because I was I was all in honors classes because I was I would be considered one of the smart kids. Mm-hmm. But I was a jock, 
Mm-hmm. So, but they all thought I was dumb. So it's just weird. Yeah. So I didn't. I just basically never told him what I was doing. I just did my own thing, and because of that, I think I fit with fit in with everybody, and uh, it just kind of made it work. So with magic was interesting because, like I said, everyone loves magic. So I think to me, I that's what I'm looking for. It kind of I was able to go to group to group seamlessly. Yeah. Because magic was what unified all of us. Yeah. Everyone loves a trick. It doesn't matter. What, what social class you belong to, what clique you're in. Yeah. And because of that, I just kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I think really sophomore year breakout because, I mean, that's where I think I kind of fell in love with magic and really started performing magic, mm-hmm. not just doing it as a hobby. I think that's where I was before. I would just kind of like, I would buy the one trick at the shop and show that trick, and then next week, okay, I need to buy another trick. Right. I didn't really understand what I was doing. It, right. But sophomore year, I really understood, okay, this is what I need to be doing. I need to actually perform and, you know, start developing who I am, to, like, how we are today, at least, so. But, yeah, that's a crazy times back then. Yeah. What, you said you were also a jock. What sports did you play? I, I wrestled, uh, lacrosse, volleyball, and cross country. Nice. So I did all four. Four sports, and they almost overlapped, so all year long I was busy doing something. Okay. Yeah. Did, so. did you end up um, playing any sport in college? Or No, I mean, I just... I truthfully like sports for the, uh, I, I keep fit and I just did it for mm-hmm. exercise. Okay. But I mean, I love playing. I almost played lacrosse in college, but I don't know. I just, I just love too many things to kind of just, right. I wanted, by the time I got to college, I was like, oh, I'll play lacrosse, be cool. But then I never, once I got there, it's just so many avenues, so many other clubs, things I could have joined. So right. I was like, no, I've I done this. I'm done with this. Something new. Right. Because when I got, finally got to college, I was doing magic at this, uh, I went to unit near. I went to Florida. So sorry if you got you're now a Gator fan. People. I mean, <laughs> I'm the host, and I went to Florida State. So I mean, we're not perfect. If we're gonna advertise, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get to say that UF sucks. Just okay, kidding. fair I'm enough. Just kidding. I don't mind at all. No, I, I actually. Yeah. I I I'm not, I know I was never a big sports fan going into college. Mm-hmm. I mean UF they brainwash you, so you must oh, be a yeah, Gator. Absolutely. You, you love you bleed blue and orange by the time you leave that right, school. Right, right. But I never, I don't get caught up in the whole like. You must hate this team. Yeah. But, yeah. So to me, it was just like, hey, if we win, great. If we not, hey, next year we got I know. You. It's you kind know? of a fun rivalry, really. Yeah. I'm more, my hatred lies with Georgia, which we, yeah. beat, which we beat last night. So yeah. I'm okay. Okay. Life can go on. You're right. Yeah. So I, th- I think in college, when I finally got there, it was a, they had a group called the Rights Union Board. Essentially, it was like for hiring entertainers to come to a school. Okay. Which I was like, yes, how do I become part of this? Because... <laughs> So you did that. So uh, yeah, I, I they just knew I did magic because at the time I was just this annoying kid who showed up at this events doing okay. magic, on, on uh, unsolicited. Just, hey, <laughs> I did magic, and I got to know the uh, the president of that of that board, and I was like, you know what, I'd be good at hiring people to come to the school because <laughs> I'm a magician and I know all these things. I mean, I was just a very cocky kid. <laughs> yeah. So and he was, was it like kind of like this? Was it cockiness or was it this sort of ignorance? This confidence from ignorance. Of yeah, it definitely. Cog is the wrong word. Yeah, I think I think ignorance is yeah. the, definitely the right word. Because I think in my whole life, people go, "Ryan, how you do that?" I go, "I just didn't stop to think about it." Yeah, when you I don't just, like let yourself kind of freak yourself out, you're just like, "Oh, I'm going to do this now, whatever." Yes, I always sign up the things, and then it's not until the very moment it starts, yeah, that, that all the panic set in. Right. Oh, like, I understand that. Book a stage show, and I'm like, people are like, "Are you nervous?" No, nah, not at all, bro. <laughs> and then like I'm behind the curtain. This has happened last year. I was like going out to overseas performance yeah. on a stage show, and I'm like, it never sat in. I'm over in a foreign country. I'm, I'm, You're I'm, right. Like, 
and I'm backstage. I'm like, the curtain's down, the red lights are on, so I can kind of get my stuff set up. I'm hearing my name getting announced. And our next, welcome to the stage, Ron. I go, oh, crap. <laughs> what do they do? What am I doing right now? Why am I on stage right now? <laughs> I forgot. I, 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 all my script goes, I forget everything I'm about to say. I'm like, for like one second, I, I have a small heart attack. <laughs> And then I'm like, well, I'm here. Let's just do this thing. So. Do you think that, that when that anxiety hits, like I remember taking a theater class saying like that anxiety is a good thing because that can give you a bunch of energy and like fuel your yes. performance. Do you notice if that's true for you? I think it, I don't know if it's anxiety, but I think also it helps. I go into this uh, mind flow, I'll call it, okay. where I feel like I am, I am, my, hum- my my humor goes up. I'm yeah. quicker. I feel like everything's in slow motion. Right, I can right, I can right. respond to everybody. It's this weird feeling. Yes, you're in this almost trance like state. Yes, and then uh, and it, yeah, it's so strange. Where I could literally end it and then go. I don't know what happened. It's like <laughs> I blacked out. What happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had a couple of times where I performed and had a very similar experience. But yeah. that's what you're saying. But I think it also. I mean, I'm a hyper person by nature when I start to get going like even now I started up having sleep now I'm talking a mile a minute here but, <laughs> but I, I need to learn how to control this so I don't get so you know into it but yeah. I mean there's a fine line because I think being this way for people watching magic is exciting right because I think it's infectious mm-hmm. you know if they're at a boring wedding or something like that and you come in like whoa <laughs> welcome to my magic show <laughs> you know how can they not buy, how can they not laugh yeah. how can they not have a good time like yeah. this guy is way too happy it's gonna rub off absolutely yeah Um, yeah yeah. (laughs) so how old were you when you did your first like paid performance oh man yeah it's probably i did i volunteer all through high school so nothing was well i lie i did a i did a kid's show in high school Mm -hmm. but we'll 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 avoid that right now that never never happened didn't happen (laughs) did not happen scratch Uh, i'll I'll edit that out (laughs) that that was you know there's a point in life where you I think every magician says, all right, I'm ready to charge money. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, no, you're not. <laughs> you, should, you should not do that. Yeah. Yeah, I just got a point where I was, I think you got into this trap where I do magic. Okay, people like me. I must charge for it now. Yeah. That is not the case. Right. You know, get good. People like you, sure, but develop something that's worth paying for. Okay. And at the time, I did, that was not me. I was yeah. just like, I'll wing this. No. But it, my first pay was, uh, was in college, actually. Was it for that group that you mentioned? Like you were, it was. They hired yeah, you. Yeah, and... I hired myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I convinced them to hire me. Yeah. So it was uh, like a student event. It happened every single Friday. Okay. And it was cool because it's like the alternative to going partying downtown. Okay. They, they basically host this freaking awesome event. Yeah. It's like they bring in like all this cool stuff. People just to basically from like 8 to like 2 in the morning. Wow. Just to, just to have fun. That's awesome. You know, they just hire, like, I mean, they hire, like, people, like, you know, at the time, like, John Mayer came in. You know, these people, like, oh, at the wow. time, he was big at one point. Yeah, so, yeah. And guys like that, and then they bring in, like, me, magicians, and then they bring in, like, big magicians, and <laughs> they bring in, like, comedians and all these different things, and then, and then you come and just, like, hang out at this, like, the, this, like, union board where all the students come study and stuff. But at night, it becomes, like, this big party. And then after midnight, they serve, like, a free breakfast buffet. And it was, like, it was a whole shig, shig day Did going you see this happen every Friday night? Every Friday night. That's insane. It was awesome. I can't believe it. Yeah, it was cool. So, like, I used to help plan these events, but mostly I would just come perform. Okay. So I would do, that's where I kind of got my walk around chops. Okay. Because I would just probably, I will go work four hours at these events and just do magic. 
Okay. I mean, for, for all ages of students and teachers and whatever. And that's why I got cool with the police officers. I used to magic for them, which definitely saved me a bunch of times. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. When they give bust us, you. Give us a story of when you got saved. You know, you, if you're doing all these cool tricks for all these police officers, when you when you get in trouble, uh, yeah, they go, wait. You, what were you, what did you get in trouble for? I mean, it was something was it just, was it, just it was like trespassing or something. Trespassing, like that. okay. It wasn't like something. But, it, but they could have been. It could have been worse. Right. But they, they get me, I'm trespassing. It was nothing bad. I was like, I think I was breaking into like sorority row or something like that. <laughs> as college boys of course. do. And then they could have caught, obviously it could have been worse. But the guy pulled me over, whatever, or found me in the bushes, whatever it was. Details, details. <laughs> and he, he's he tackled like. tackled me yeah, and then tased me, me, whatever. Yeah, Maze me, whatever. <laughs> it's, you know. Yeah. You guys have been there. Fill, uh, fill the blanks in yourself. <laughs> but he apprehended me. And then he was like, wait a second. He's a magic guy. And I was like, that's me. Yeah. And I, I was, you know, assuming I was handcuffed, I wish I could be like, break out of handcuffs. Right. You're like, ha ha. But I'm, I'm not that good. So I do card tricks. <laughs> but he was like, wait a second. You're awesome. Ah, uh, I never saw you. And he lets me go. That's awesome. So I was like, yes. <laughs> the one time being a magician is awesome. Yeah, no kidding. That's yeah. really funny. Yeah, it was, uh... a. <laughs> Thinking back, going, oh, jeez. <laughs> so that, yeah, magic saved me that a couple of times. So. Yeah. It's funny how, like, something like magic just kind of, just, it gets you out of, it gets yeah, you out yeah, of binds. Yeah. You hear stories about people about being mugged, and then they do a card trick for the mugger. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I think that would go bad for me. I can imagine <laughs> I'm getting mugged. I see a card trick, and he just stabs me. Yeah. Like, I guess not. <laughs> I guess that was, that's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> Hard pass. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so what uh, What you end up studying in college? Studying, it was, I studied finance. Finance. Yeah, I did general business and I did like finance, like, okay. I don't know, major, I guess. Okay. What do you call it? I forget now. It's been so long. And now you currently, you don't work as a magician full time, right? I do not. No. You are an accountant? Uh, yeah, I do. Is that correct? Not accountant. Okay, just kidding. I do not a lot of accounting and I try to avoid it all, all <laughs> my life. So no, I do. I, do, I majored in finance. And I went and got my MBA okay. in uh, in finance, and now I work for Lockheed Martin doing corporate finance. Oh, yeah, just fa- fancy word for number guy. Okay, gotcha. I do, I do a lot of number stuff. Do you do the nine to five grind every day? I don't call it nine to five grind. <laughs> I call it nine to five horror. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not too bad. It, I'm lucky in the sense I was blessed with a job that it has flexible scheduling, so yeah. I, I can work. Within my own time, when I need to work, so it's kind of nice. That is good. Yeah, but obviously you're still there for a certain amount of time. Right. And then, uh, you, you're, <laughs> you know, I, I think anything it helps me be more creative. Right. Because my mind turns off creatively at least for say nine, ten hours a day. So then I'm starved when I get home. That's a good thing. Yeah. So I come home and then, unfortunately, it keeps me up late, and then I'm just tired the next day. Yeah. But I get home and I'm like, oh, I must create magic. <laughs> so. So what are you creating? Or like, what have you, what, actually, when did you start creating? How old were you? When you think you started like creating your own stuff? I mean, I, I did, I did everyone else's tricks for until, um, maybe until I got out of college. So at that time I was just, that concept of creating wasn't even a thing for me. Right. I mean, I thought it'd be cool one day, but I just didn't, I was so many other, there's so many magicians to discover. I just didn't, I just like, wow, I'm just going to do these tricks. These okay. are awesome. And then after college. Uh, I started working in a restaurant. Okay. Like, because I didn't really didn't do restaurants, but then um, a guy I know uh, coached you. 
Mm-hmm. I guess you guys know, right? So yeah, yeah, we're, uh, just, so we're just talking about him. Yeah, yeah. So I was pretending maybe you guys didn't know him. No, I, mean, I know you guys do. So he he was a, uh, I mean, kind of like in and out of my life. Like I would say, like an informal mentor to my, to me at least, because like from a young age, a guy kind of looked up to him and mm-hmm. he taught me a lot. And when I got out of college, we were still friends, hung out from time to time. And you know, at the time, he has a business now where he does all this restaurant magic and helps you know employ different magicians, but. At that time, he had nobody. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky enough to kind of be getting his overflow gigs. So for me, it was great because I'm working full time. I don't have time to go out there and find this stuff. Okay. So he would call me up and be like, hey, Ron, you mind covering this uh, show at this house or this wedding or this restaurant? Nice. And for me, it was just like, sure, absolutely. You know, because I would find my own things, but not I wasn't regularly looking. So right. I'm working full time. So, And then I saw I would cover his uh, restaurant gig out in... Uh, it's in New Smyrna. It's an awesome restaurant called The Garlic. Okay. So, uh, if you ever never ate there, go there. If everyone was listening to this, you come to Florida, go eat The Garlic. Okay. It's, it's amazing. It's one of the coolest restaurants in the world. But, uh, so that was where I, I do it on Friday nights as well, and sometimes Saturdays, where I'll go after work, go down there, and just do restaurant magic. So, I was doing everyone else's tricks, but the problem is, for my old walk around days to restaurant, I quickly realized it's a whole different beast. Okay. Um, what I could get away with walk around because I actually I could bring my case with me. Right. And I could just do a couple of tricks and then go back to my case, get some enough, get some new stuff, go do some tricks, and then that doesn't work in restaurants, right? Okay. So I started going there. I was like, oh, pocket management. I keep hearing this term. It never it never made sense Wait, to me. Why Why can't you go back to a case? You can't have so you don't have anywhere to store it. I guess in a restaurant I mean, or. I think because when you're doing walk around at an event, it's easier to kind of like blend in with the background. Restaurants, oh, it's right. just you're at this place, everyone and sees you. Down yeah. to you and-, and then you know, now it's also like I feel like there's more eyes on you, and it's right. just it just looks unprofessional to me. Right. To have to keep going somewhere, going to the bathroom true, to reset, true. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this guy goes to the bathroom a lot. You know, it just <laughs> seems like really what's odd. wrong with him? Yeah, I don't I don't want to touch anything he touches. You know. So. <laughs> So I quickly realized pocket management was huge, and I couldn't carry six decks of cards with me that have setups for them or something like that. I had to quickly realize, okay, I had to start minimizing and finding new routines that fit this. And I think because of that restraint, uh, of those constraints, I started to develop my own routines. Mm-hmm. And that was the start of it, was start coming up with my, you know, my very first routine was uh, something with like, I would have a card selected, it would turn blank, and it would become tattooed on my body. Oh wow! And it was just a really simple yeah. effect, but that was like, that's where it kind of sparked. That's where creativity started. Yeah. And then developed other tricks like that along the way so that would fit a restaurant style. So I realized restaurants just it has to be you know sometimes very quick and to the point, which to me to me is hurting magic a little bit. But besides the point, <laughs> it's uh it's just like that became my style, and that's where all the tricks of my early age. I have a whole book on it where I wrote not too long ago. Um, it's all my restaurant magic for the most part. Everything I was doing in restaurants is in the book. So. Nice. Yeah. It was, What's the title of that book? It's called Making the Cut. Making the Cut. Yeah. And so then the focus is like, if for magicians that are doing restaurant magic, yeah. then that would be... I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just one one of the sources they could go, right. you know, go to. It was... For me, that's what I did. It was a lot of different... Because the hardest thing about opening uh, when you're doing restaurant is how to approach a table. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had like three or four approaches in the book that I would use. Um, like, I never approached as a magician. Okay. I, I, I used to, but I realized for me, this didn't work. Okay. I would just get shut down way too fast. Okay. So, I, I actually... I used to approach as a palm reader. As and, a 
I got like a palm. Yeah. Like a, I got tarot palm reader. Okay. I used to say I was that guy. Yeah. And just start doing a Because I guess that's such a weird yeah. thing, right? People it are is. like, well, what? Well, I don't know. I think magic, most is people it? know. Yeah. My magic, people think like uncle's trick back right, in the right, day. Right, right. And it has, it has this really bad, like, um, what's that? What's that word I'm looking for? It's like a miss. They, you know, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You're, it's just it, there's a stereotype. Stereotypes where I was like, right. early morning here. Stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't find the word. So yeah, I think there's a stereotype with magic. It's just, I mean, you're seeing it a little bit less today. I think a lot less because because of shows like Pentel Fulos right. and all these cool shows bring magic to the forefront, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Because now people are like, oh, that's awesome. You do magic. I just saw this guy. Now they have all these cool stories, right. and you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll show you some stuff. So I think it's a little bit easier. So people doing magic today, <laughs> you are in a golden age. Yeah. But back then, you had like these cliche cape and the right. rabbit magicians, you know. Cliche, yep. Yeah, That's, so, yeah. So, and I, but I just can't imagine being at a restaurant and being like, hey, do you want your palm red? Or is that what you were saying? I mean, that's just, I'd be like, this is so weird. Yes. Yeah. I'll be like, hi, I'm the, I'm the house palm reader. You, <laughs> mind I, you mind if I read your fortune? You know, <laughs> something like that. And then, know. but you're strange. It just people, sounds funny that you did a bad job. Like, give me, give me what would you say? Well, they would like, and it's funny because they were always rat how I hope they were at. They, they have no bias to say no. Right. They're like, they, they haven't really been, no one's had their palm read. Right. Like, on right. a regular basis. They're I like, not, no. They're kind of no. like, and every, this, every single time, I know no one can see this, but they would just awkwardly hand their hand out to them. Out yeah. to you. Like, here's my hand. Yeah, all right. Like, Let's do but then you're in. Like, yeah, yeah. you're in right then. Yeah. With magic, you're like, I do magic, la da da. I, no, I, hate, I no, hate magic. No, I hate card no. tricks. I hate you. You're like, oh, God, why? <laughs> I, just, I love Mel. You lo- I swear you love me. But even with Penn and Teller, there's yeah. definitely still a stereotype. Oh. For sure. Well, not, everyone I, watch, not everyone watches the show. Right. And, I mean, it's getting, I'm sure it's getting better, but man, I still think you're right. Like, that's a great approach to yeah. not say you're, like, to give us something weird. Yeah. And it worked back then. I, was sure, I guarantee it would have worked today. Yeah. So I would go as a palm reader. But then, you know, obviously I don't read palms. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I read a little bit, just enough to lure them in with my, my BS. Yeah. So I would, I would take the palm, and I knew a couple of the lines. So I would say something like, oh, your heart lines, very, uh, little short there you know and I would say something like I would, I would basically imply they're dying yeah. <laughs> I would to the point they're like oh god why did I say yes to this guy yeah this is the worst yeah this guy is really dampering my night out <laughs> sorry honey but then I would you know it'd be, it'd be like him a smile and then I would bring out this cheat sheet with a palm on it was like introduction to palm reading yeah. and then I'd be like oh sorry I'm reading the wrong hand <laughs> and I was like this, okay what the heck this guy's an idiot now I get the other hand now I'm like showing the card with the palm reader to the person and I was just reading it with them <laughs> and I was like ah, I have a confession to make uh, I know it's hard to believe but I'm actually not a palm reader <laughs> and they'd be like no crap <laughs> so I'd be like I'm actually a magician you know what but reading by your palm you might have enough time to get through this whole trick and it was something like basically implying they were going to die again but then, but then I would do a card trick but then they're already like I would say uh, they're already sold they're on me. They're entertained. Yeah. That's the thing. They're entertained. Yeah. They're, they're pro- sold they're by me. a good time. Yeah. To me, it's like, you've seen, you've seen American's Got Talent tape face. Yeah. you seen this guy yet? No, actually I haven't. This is a guy who just wears tape on his mouth <laughs> and does nonsense. But it's amazing. <laughs> he doesn't just does these little sketch comedy acts. He doesn't talk at all. But on the surface, it's just so stupid. You'd be like, who? if you just saw it, like him talking about it out loud, you'd be like, "That's never gonna work." Yeah. But then you do it, and it's like, 
that was freaking genius. Yeah. So he does that kind of stuff. To me, it's like I'm tape facing them because yeah. it didn't work. At the time, I didn't know what it's called, but yeah. he gave me a turn for it. Now I like it. We're gonna make this a thing. Yeah, okay. I just tape face them. You and he just, I just want to yeah. use that now in conversation I, with someone. I would. I just and like, be like, like what? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I would like. They're already bought. They're already. I mean, granted, I'm not just saying they're gonna die. I just joke about that, but I do say that to them, but <laughs> but in a funny way. If that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <You're sure. there>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I would go into a card trick, which I was gonna do all along, and they're already sold. They're already kind of bought into me as like an entertainer. Yeah. And then that that little introduction to the Pomeranian thing ends up being like my the closer. It's, mm-hmm. it's a prediction at the end. So I do this whole trick and I do this and now they're sold. Now okay, cool, I have them. Now I can go into anything I want. Right. No matter what no matter what followed, it would always be awesome. Yeah. And, and that was it. Yeah. You know, I, I never had someone turn me down, but for one lady they turned me down. But other than that, it was pretty much a hundred percent. You remember this one person. Yes. Because I was like, <laughs> Hi, I'm the house palmer. Oh no, I do not like palm readers. <laughs> and I was like, Wow. Who? She had a who touched you inappropriately? <laughs> like, then I was like, well, lucky for you, I'm actually a magician. And I was like thinking that would... She was like, oh, that's even worse. Is that so... And I was like, whoa. But you no, know, you can't... It just proves you can't win them all. Yeah, Some people, you're never going to win over. <laughs> so that, that's the thing with Restaurant Matter. It is brutal. Because like... Yeah. You, you're gonna get shut. I don't care how good you are. You're, people are gonna shoot you down. Yeah. Your people are at the dinner. Who knows? They just might have a deaf in the family. The last thing they want to do is <laughs> see you do magic. <laughs> but I would say 95 percent of the time, it, it's a yes. You get in, you have a good time. Yeah. But you, sure. you got to be able to deal with rejection. That's for sure. Yeah. So what was the first trick that you created? Like what? Basically, what the illusion was? Like what? Oh, uh, I mean, I, I did a lot of little things for the restaurant stuff. But my, I would call my. Like right now, I'm really card magic. Okay. And I'll, I would, you know, barring the early tricks I came up with. Okay. I would say that one, the first one that came up with, like, in the genre I love today. Right. Was this routine called Sensational. Okay. Yeah. It was the very first, like, routine. And someone nodding their head in the background saying, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this routine is actually in my book. And um, it's not really restaurant magic. It okay. just made it in there because by popular demand. Mm-hmm. And so, it was a, a three-phase, like, uh, impossible card location ish. Okay. So you would essentially have three cards selected in a very, very, very fair way. I mean, you can if anyone's watching this, just go on YouTube. You can uh, check it out. Sensational. Sensational. Nice. Uh, so, so then I mean, you have all these cards selected. They would be put back in very fair ways, and you would use your senses to help find the cards. Like yeah. Your like your sense of sight, touch, and then I did hearing. Okay. And it was just this. It built up. I mean, it's one of the routines where I think I is the very first routine I came up with that. Which is full of magicians. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a what the best feeling, right? When oh, of course. When that's, you're full of magicians. It's like being your dad in tennis. With yeah. Person. You know, you're just like, yes. <laughs> Suck it, See, Fox. I would say for me, it'd be like beating my dad in chess, which I've yes. never well, done. Well, where do you put your dad at? Whatever it is, Or yeah. your mom at a young age, right. and you finally defeat them. I haven't done that yet yes. with my dad in chess. Oh, you haven't beat him in chess No, yet. I haven't. But imagine that feeling you, I'm, imagine I you would, beat him. I would rub it in his face. Yeah. So, I mean, so every time I full magician, I had that feeling. I relived that feeling. I go, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know why. I shouldn't care. I mean, oh no, you should. I you shouldn't should care. Totally care. But I mean, but I do. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just something about fooling your brethren of magic. Of course. Because it's the coolest community ever. Right. I love magicians. Yeah. Um, but you know, fool people, great. But you know what? It's like they're going to be fooled. Right. They don't study it, eat it, and breathe it. 
So when you meet a fellow magician who's especially a card guy, yeah. you fool him, you're just like, it kind of validates you, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, yes. I did that, good. That felt good. <laughs> that felt good. Nice. So. And then, so you've done a lot overseas, right? Yeah. Or over in Well, mostly, England, the, yeah, or? over in UK, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, right there. So a company called Big Mom Media. Uh-huh. They, they're based out of there, and... It's, so I flew, I've flown out there now three times Okay. To, to film DVDs for them. How long are you usually out there when you fly out? Like the first two trips, like a week. Just okay. a week filming. I, this last time was really short. I just I just got back. Uh, I was in there the beginning of October, so okay. just you know, a few weeks, a few weeks ago. Okay. I just got back and went there just for like, I was only there for like four days, two days of shooting. Wow. One day just recovered from the time. That, right? That's a big trip to make and... But I, I went to party afterwards. I went to Amsterdam, had a good time. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, so it's that first time I did a vacation. Right. So usually when I fly out there, he's doing my stuff, and I'll be part of like a big, bigger project. Right. Like this, they have his ultimate self-working cartridge things. So I'll be like one of the faces of many faces. And so I think this just takes longer because it's a bigger setup. But this time it was just two days. It was just good for me because I was yeah. able to get in and out and have a good time. So vacation. But the other trips were all a couple weeks long. Okay. Um, but yeah, so those... That's been fun because that's where, like, those are like, like that whole opportunity came about because of sensational too. Really? Yeah. Like that one routine kind of, kind of cemented my passion for that genre of they call self-working magic. Okay. Which to me is a nonsense term, right? Right. There's no magic that's self-working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's there's always this, there's two camps, yes. self-workers and non-self-workers. That mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, no trick self-working. It's yeah. the middle ground. To me, self-working tricks are sometimes even harder than a trick that's based on skill. Right. Because you can learn the moves and slice, and then, yeah, it's great. But I think with the self-workers especially, it's all presentation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, if you don't have that, you don't have the character to pull it off, then it's, just, then it's just a puzzle. Yeah. And so I think that's that fine line between making it a puzzle and making it just a masterpiece. So, so then with Sensational was my first, like, attack at that. It was so much fun. Like, it took... All the, you know, you saw my library of books, all that reading and just picking and choosing little principles for each trick and then adapting them and then making that routine. So then when I showed Owen, the the owner of Big Bob Media, he was like, ah, bloody fantastic, (laughs) in his his UK accent. I I don't do accents, so I didn't even try. No, it wasn't even close. It's fine. (laughs) I didn't even try, though. Yeah. I mean, I think you tried. All my accents become all my accents become Indian if I try. So I just do not try. It doesn't matter what I'm trying to imitate. It's it's embarrassing. <laughs> so I just I just try to use catchphrase words like bloody, and you'd be like, yeah. oh, he meant to do English. Sure, <laughs> sure. So yes, yeah, so I, so I showed him that trick. He's like, I love it. He's like, do you have more? And I, at the time, I was uh, I was like. The answer was no, but, but I said, yes, of course I do. <laughs> you know, fake it till you make it. That's how I live my whole life. Yeah. So then he was like, all right. So I had like six months to come up with all these great tricks. That's awesome. Um, but then it was cool because I had a lot of half-baked ideas, but he forced me to actually finish them. Right. You know, I've been right. working on forever. You have a deadline, so you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. I love, I'm a deadline-driven guy. Like, I am too. Yes. If I don't have a deadline, it, I, it, just... will, it will stagnate forever. Right, right, right. right. I know. totally understand that. Yeah, because I just submitted my, finally submitted that Penn Teller Foolish show. Okay. It took me three, four seasons to submit a tape. Okay. Because I'm that, because I said, I'll get to I'll it get, when yeah, I get whatever. to it. That's... So I submitted it like two weeks ago. So That's exciting. I don't know if I'll get it. I can't say it yet. That's exciting. 
exciting. Heard it here first. <laughs> I know, I know. Let's. I mean, well, by the time this gets released, either you're on I, the show I or not. Could, I mean, we yeah, don't. That's true. It could be a good time. There's a chance that. So I'll just lie and say, yeah. So I yeah, pulled it and tell her. It uh, was. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> that, can we I saw the, the future. Right, right. Yeah, it was amazing. I saw yeah. the clip. It was so good. Yeah, you know, they said I was. They said Ryan that was the best trick they've ever seen. Yeah. Um, you know, I have to agree with them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you're very humble about it too. I mean, I'm just repeating what he said. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Absolutely. This fictional word I've believed <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see how that works out. I have no yeah. clue. I, were you a little nervous at all about sending the tape in? or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously you are. Cause you're then, kind of putting yourself out there. Yeah, yeah of course. Because you're, I mean, you're being judged by like people you probably, you, well, you admired and many people admire. But I think what helped me the most was I know they're like one of us so they're not gonna make you look bad right where if you're going on like a marriage from God talent you're just you're being thrown to the wolves right you know that thing that shows a safe safe yeah, place yeah it is <laughs> you know no one ever looks bad on that show everyone he's always okay even if you don't fool them they're like we love it for whatever reason they're very constructive exactly with it, so. you're right they are so I, know that, I think that show special nothing to be scared of yeah but once again I'm going all with different motivations I do want to fool them <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean yeah. I think most women. I think some guys go on because it's I mean, they're full-time magicians. Yeah. Being right. on the show, regardless of fooling them, it's just it's just good for work, right? It's going mm -hmm. to you, get you more gigs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. so. so what uh, what did you have to put on the audition tape? Like, how did you film that? Uh, yeah, I just had a... I, I mean, my trick, unfortunately, I can't actually perform it in its entirety. Okay. Because it involves an entire studio audience. Oh, okay. So I had to just kind of walk through what it would look like. But, you know, so this was going to look like, and then I said, now when all that chaos stops, then I could, then I perform the second half okay. for them and say, well, once all this, because I think the biggest thing is to show them, I think at the end of the day, they're TV, right? Right. They want to make it look good on TV. So a lot of my tricks, although they're good, they're not going to be TV good. Right. So I had to take some of my ideas and play them huge and play them right. big. So, and you know, given where I perform, I don't have that kind of audience to practice on. Yes. But I know it's going to work. It's just one yeah. of those things where you go, this is just, this will so happen. You didn't have to worry about it being like super, like when you film an audition tape, it doesn't have to be super professional necessarily. I mean, I think, you just I think, have to talk out. I think there's all different. I mean, I have right. friends who do the, they send a formal performance. Oh, really? Friends okay. who just send like an iPhone camera at the yeah. crotch with cards in their hands. <laughs> you know, and they got, and then me, I, I went in the middle. Okay. I know, uh, definitely the crotch, no crotch. Yeah. You know, I, I set up some studio camera. I set up my own camera with some studio lights. You could have sold them with the crotch, though, Ryan. You know, that was, you know, you really, you missed my, out. In my Speedo best. <laughs> you know? Yeah. At least they like me. Enjoy the view, Pantone. Yeah. So, <laughs> it'd be great if someone sent Can that audition tape in. perform <laughs> How funny it would be if someone did that. They shot the crotch tape, which is like, crotch magic is a term in magic. I don't know if you know this. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's a but term. But it makes sense. Because you look at all these guys sharing videos online. Yes. It's usually of their hands with a crotch in view, right? Yeah, right, absolutely. Because it's, it's hard because you, it's just you filming by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera, you can't, you can't get both. Yeah. So uh, it would be funny if some guy sent the audition tape, and then they're like, oh, good trick. And then they got on, they got on stage. He had the camera zoom in on him. He just did exactly how it. That's how I auditioned it, guys. That's how I you didn't put the this. camera right that here. That was your fault for not getting me. No, <laughs> <laughs> no closer, closer. Closer. Yeah. Right, right there. There it is. Yeah, cross match is hilarious. It's so funny how that works out. Because every, you know, every time it's like, use it at a convention, it's like, show me a trick. You know, it's just everyone looks at the, everyone, yeah. the guy sitting down and everyone's looking at the guy's lap. You know, it's, it's so funny. Yeah. I love that term. So <laughs> I see you, uh, and you mentioned this earlier, you have a big bookshelf with lots and lots of books. Yeah. Um, I know right now newer magicians are kind of getting 
on YouTube a lot, it seems like you you were reading a lot more than you were probably. Yeah. Well, on I'm old enough to be before internet. Yeah. So there was no YouTube and I was young. Right, right, right. So books was, but I think I think there is a there's a gap where I think there was YouTube magic people, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, I have nothing against it, really. Right. What a magician decides to learn, I think ultimately, once they love it, they're going to go back to anything they can find. Right. So I think for me, I was always books. Yeah. And DVDs, or well, VHS came. Yeah, VHS. Came first. Yeah. You know, then DVDs later. But now, I'm, you know, I mean, the age of the download is king, right? Right, so, right. And I bought a few. I'm not against it. Yeah. But I just, old fashioned in a sense, I just love a book. Yeah. I love feeling the book, love turning the pages. And I think it it allows more creativity. Yeah. Because I'll be reading some God's effect in the book, and I just start daydreaming about, like, how I would do the trick. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I look down, I read what he did, and I go, oh, I want to do it this way. Yeah. And now, boom, I have a new idea. Right. Or if I was watching a video, I, I just don't daydream as much. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't, I don't, I don't get lost in the words. So I think, to me, a book just... Books, you know, just basically by their nature, just cause more creativity. Yeah, you're not, you're, you don't, you don't get to see how someone does it. You have to imagine how he right, does it. Right, right. And usually, when you imagine, you imagine how you would do it. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of, it kind of builds your character in, in doing yes, that. Yes. Because now you're not wit- watching someone else who already has their character yeah. developed. and it's so easy to mimic. I mean, right, exactly. I mean, have you ever seen Danny Dorties? Yeah. Yeah. If anyone who does his tricks, I swear, it comes him. Even me. Yeah. I start doing one of his. I try to do one of his effects. I just can't help but do certain parts like he right, does. Right, it's right. just it's hard to not imitate. Yeah. But if I read an effect of his or something like that, then I know it just doesn't happen. Yeah. It, just, it comes off very monotone, and I put my personality into it versus yes. seeing it done. So. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So now, did you grow up? really enjoying reading a lot was that just beside no so just you no. you read the uh, I mean I, I like reading but the problem is I just I don't just don't do it enough okay I read like I mean books wise yeah I read like fantasy books like non-fiction no nothing fiction books probably like one one book a year right right so every year I'm like which book do I read <laughs> but I read a lot of non-fiction okay like I'm all I guess I'm, I read a lot but I'm always reading short articles okay and different and different studies I love science okay so I, I, that's my news feeds are just science feeds on my on my mm-hmm. on my uh, on my uh, we call it news I guess my apps like flipbook right. or something like that uh, so that's what I read the most about yeah but then when it but it comes, but I read a lot of magic books. Yeah. So I think because I just interest is there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think once I discovered, like, I think it was like maybe like Eddie Fields' book where he's this killer magician. I found like a, his book and I read that and I was just like, wow, the history. I have to read this, and that yeah. made, gave me it gave me the power to go read more. Right. So now I use my my library is big now. It started with just like the Mark Wilson's Book of Magic, which I think is a classic to all magicians. Yeah. But it's just a little black book. <laughs> and then, uh, but once I got made Eddie Fields' book, I went from like ten books to hundreds of books. Mm-hmm. You know. So then I just now I'm on this quest for this, you know, this knowledge that will I will never ever have you know, all of it. I'll never meet it. Right. It's impossible. Of course. And I think. I think when you're young, you think, oh, I'll just read a couple books, I'll know everything. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's just the ignorance of youth, right? Right, absolutely. So, but now it's like, I just can't stop. Yeah. You know, I just got a new book I'm reading right now by Vani Bossi. Yeah. I, 
It's Italian. How would you say his name? Is it Vani or Vanny? Oh, it's probably Vani, right? I don't know. I don't know. But a magician I've never heard of. Yeah. And I'm reading his book now, and I'm just like, I'm like giddy with joy. Yeah. Because I'm like, how do I have never heard of this guy? <laughs> I mean, who? It's just funny how no one talks about him. Right. And I'm, I think now, once his book comes out, he'll be discussed because his ideas are genius. And I, I know, and I, I so I just, it's just so good. Like, he has so many incredible ideas. That I will have to show you after all this is done. Okay, <laughs> this is okay. so so good. Yeah. But uh, so be looking around for his book if you haven't if you haven't haven't read it yet. It's okay. coming out. I don't know when it's coming is out. Is he too. a card magician as well? No, he doesn't no. does cards, but he does. He has coins and other things too. Okay. But you know, I was reading. The book is written such that it kind of gives you a lot of insight into his life because okay. he's no. I mean, I guess the book the book started was started being written when uh when he was alive, but then he unfortunately just passed out of nowhere. Apparently, he was. He had some health issues, but he didn't tell anybody. Okay. He's a very secretive man. Huh. And he just kept just going on as nothing happened. So they were just writing and thinking, oh, yeah, we'll finish this. And then one he's dead. Wow. So now the book was maybe, like they say, like three-fourths the way finished. So then he had to, they kind of had to finish it with, like, how like his best friends would help write right. it. Right. Saying, well, how would he say this? How would he write mm-hmm. this? And, and is he going to his notes? He's just, like, handwriting notes mm-hmm. and trying to figure out, okay, how can we finish this book? Yeah. So it's just... Getting that insight of really who he is is really mm-hmm. cool because live you could tell a lot of his friends were helping getting input, and, mm-hmm. and then uh, man, he was just one of those guys where I admire because you can see he was never happy with the current methods. Right. He'd be like, "Okay, this is how you put a card in the box. Mm, it could be done better." Yeah. And he would come up with seventeen way more incredible methods than what he read. Right. You know, and then some are just out. And then this one trick in this book alone, they actually elaborated on a few of his ideas. I wish they put more. Like, yeah. I hope they come up with another volume with yeah. just, even the tricks are not practical today, just to see his thinking. Just, exactly. Yeah. That that sounds really interesting to hear someone, just to hear someone's thoughts of like, yeah. well, I could try this, this, or this, because I think that would just inspire more creativity for the reader. It does. To go, oh, wow, he's thinking so outside of the box. Now, what but, can but I... Even then, just because he thought an idea was impossible, another magician might read it right. and, and, and see the missing piece he right. thought was impossible. Absolutely. So by him saying it's impossible, he might he might be hindering someone else right. who, who sees the possible. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a magician that you would say that you really... Look up to or or really inspires you? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Eric Casey's a big. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I think the right answer is they all inspire me, and that's yeah. the truth because I think to limit yourself to one magician is just silly because mm-hmm. everyone brings something to the table. Right. I think you can learn from everybody. Absolutely. I mean, I, I guess I'm drawn to. To me, I'm drawn to the the styles of magic that are more chaotic based. Okay. Because my magic is like how I overcame what self-working magic was very uh, kind of had a, had a bad uh, stereotype of being boring and a lot of dealing and all this, right? So I think I, so I kind of had a crusade to stop that. Mm-hmm. I want people to give self-working magic, wow, this is this is, this is is fooling, it's incredible, it, it, it belongs in a stage. Okay. So I want that to be where it's going now. And it is. Yeah. Because you see... I mean, my magic out there doing it, and then you see, I mean, guys like, uh, I mean, Danny Ortiz is doing it, but then, like, Joe Barry, I mean, the Leonard Greens. These guys are, like, incredible slot of hand artists as well, but they have these incredible self-working effects. Right. Well, uh, semi-automatic effects. Semi- I'm just using self-working as a generic term yeah, for this yeah, yeah. genre of magic. So I, 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 so I, I'm just so happy I can, like, push this kind of magic forward. Right. to me, it's just like, I love it too much. Yeah. 
but I think I forgot your question now. What was your question again? Well, well, I, said, lost in this <laughs> well I was asking if, if one person inspires you, and you said they oh, kind yes. of all inspire all you. Guys. Is there, but is there is there one person that how about that kind of really influences? Maybe a person that their style sort of influences your style, or someone you want to like emulate. I mean, I was. I think it changes based on where I'm in my life, but right now I, I'm trying to get. I think we're my. I'm never having my own stuff. Like right. it, it's always changing. Like I, I think it's a good trick. I put it out on DVD as a, it's at this current state. I'm happy with it, but that's gonna end probably the second I film it. Right. Which they usually. So I look at guys like, uh, like Joe Barry right now. I think right now he's a incredible guy I'm looking up to today. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, but he's new. He's newer. Man, I only know this guy. I, I only seen his magic for made the last couple of years. Um, I'm going to see him next week, actually. Mm-hmm. So, live, which uh, that's going to be awesome. Because I only Are met him once. Did you see him? I um, see Tricks. Oh, okay. He's coming to Tricks. So, I'm going to be at I'm going to be at Tricks. Are you, you going to be there? Yeah, I'm going to be there. Oh, I'm you're going to be? Trying, I'm trying to. You're going to uh, meet him. I'm trying to get him to do an interview with me. He's amazing. Are you friends with him? Can you be like, listen? I mean, I could probably convince him. Yeah, yeah. Just probably, I just. I mean, I mean, look at me, though. I mean, look yeah. at this face. You can't say no. I'd be like, Joe Barry, I worship you. No. I'd be like, no. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not just him. It was like guys before him in the book. Like I love like the Eddie Field. I brought him up a couple of times because I never, I never met this guy. But from reading the books, you can tell he's a guy with love mm-hmm. because he's. I mean, he just he walks into a room, no one knows who he is, and he just fries everybody. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just have such respect for people who do that. I love, like everyone wants like the, like I love when people dominate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what they do. Yeah. Like some people, when people are dominating, people want them to fail for some reason. Not me. I want them to just keep dominating. Yeah. So I read about Eddie Fields. I just imagine that's the kind of guy who walks the room and just dominates. <laughs> like he just did tricks at the time that were just like, Wah! Yeah. I mean, even say those tricks will fool people. I mean, fool I, everybody. I feel like that comes out in your personality. And we really are, like, out of time. But this is the last yeah. thing I wanted to say is that I remember the first time we met. Okay. And it was in Daytona. And... You had you were so funny. Like we were just hanging out, and yeah. you were just being really goofy. But you yeah. are you have such like a big personality. I remember I was so intimidated by you. Intimidated by this? I was intimidated. By me? Yes, I was very intimidated I by you. I hope I'm not intimidating. No, it's not that you're intimidating in yeah. that you're you act in a way that you don't put other people down. It's more yeah. like you're so funny and so quick witted that I was like, oh, I can't keep up with this guy. <laughs> and then as I've gotten to know you more, I'm like, oh, okay. That's just... I'm easy going. Yeah, you are. You are. You just have a big personality. So that you you have a... So you bring a lot to the stage. You have, I yeah. think you're a great performer because of that. Oh, appreciate that. So, but thanks so much for meeting with oh, me. Oh, thank you. Anytime. I hope that was somewhat useful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Today's podcast is brought to you 